here we are for a very, very exciting episode of Bridging the Digital Divide. I want to add a dun-da-da in there <laughs> for that. Dun-da-da, Bridging the Digital Divide. Today we have our first live guest other than ourselves, and it is Charlotte Wood. She is the Assistant Director of the Wilmington Public Library. And Brad and I had kind of talked about getting some guests. So, Brad, I'm going to have you jump in and talk about what we thought we might find and why we have Charlotte along here today. Yeah, sure. So, like, I have, you have the one end of the spectrum technology. I have another. And we're, we're good at going back and forth and kind of, you know, bridging the digital divide. But what we're trying to come up with is uh, personal takes on, on technology to so, like, listeners can say, oh, yeah, that's something that I remember and got to get them thinking about technology as it relates to them. Right. And also not feeling alone. I think I am not a technology person, (laughs) but I'm getting better because of Brad. And I think having Charlotte here today, we've talked a little bit before. She's going to speak in a minute to you guys. But before that, we talked a little bit about how technology is different for every person and how you can sort of benchmark some of your life with where technology came to be and where you were when that happened. So that's what Charlotte's angle is going to be. But that is sort of about bridging the digital divide, right? It's not just the technology piece. I think, Charlotte, wouldn't you agree it's sort of about everybody coming together from wherever you start? Yes, I, I agree with that. And um, for me, when I think back on my own life and my, I'll call them the uh, technology touchstones, oh, right. where I can think where I was when mm-hmm. and how technology has influenced my life from those points. Um, when Brad uh, put out at the library, he was looking for a, a guest uh, speaker today, I said, you know, I think I'd like to share my story. And I'm glad you did. That's great. I'm glad you yeah. did. So I guess we should start from the very beginning. <laughs> right. When was the first memory you have of technology impacting your life? Well, when I think back, I was at UCLA in the early 70s, and it must have been an elective I needed to take, and I decided to take a coding course. I really had no idea what it was or what it was about, and So I took the class, and we had these zeros and the ones, and I can remember (laughs) learning to do some basic coding. I think the professor was from Israel. Uh, And I didn't realize, uh, we used to have to, when we did the coding, they were, uh, you had to use a punch card for every step you wanted the computer to do. And we went to a large mainframe computer, fed it into the system. You'd get these large printouts. If you messed up your number zero with the letter O, <laughs> good luck trying to find that mistake. But, and I didn't realize until later that UCLA was one of the sort of the epicenters of computers. Uh, you know, and you're sort of in the middle of it, and you're, I don't know if I was 18, 19, 20, how old I was when I took this uh, computing class. I, I didn't realize at the time that I was sort of at the beginning of this wave, and had I developed an interest in computers and kind of gone on with it, you'd be sort of at the beginning, well, not at the beginning, I know computers were around for a while, but really at a beginning where they were beginning to have an impact on business and personal life. Right. Um, so looking back, I'm thinking, I was there. <laughs> you know, that's, I, that's cool. Yeah. So, so what year do we think this was around? That was the early 70s. Okay. So I graduated from high school in 73. So actually, let's say, I'm, no, I'm going to say it's more like mid-70s. Okay. It's been 75 to 77, somewhere right in there when I was All right. doing that work. Yeah. So to dovetail with that, yep. in, in about 1980, I was at Shashin Tech. Yep. studying data processing, and we had those cards also. And what I remember about those punch data cards was if you dropped them, that was the oh, end yeah. of the, the world. Yeah, sequence. Now, <laughs> big trouble. those of you kiddos out there listening who don't know what we're talking about, they mm-hmm. sort of look like an index card, but they're longer. And they had little... Uh, 
pieces punched out of them that would represent data. And you would carry all of these to your machine, and then you would load them into the machine so the machine could do the work. Yeah, boy, right. talk about yeah. really. Now, Brad. There was no memory, right? So what was the first time you remember <laughs> using it? I think we talked about this in your first, yeah. the first episode. We did. Yeah, we got, we, we got our first computer when I was in high school. So that was like 96, 97. And we didn't get the internet until I was like a senior. So I was 99. And, and the first internet we had, well, I want to say we had one of those trials from AOL uh, where you paid by the hour. And then we went to Juno, I think it was. So I, I, the World Wide Web was created in 96, right? So, but the internet, what you were, what Charlotte, what you were talking mm-hmm. about was created in 69 in, well, I think it was UC Berkeley, not UCLA. Uh, mm-hmm. I can't remember which uh, UC campus it was, but it was created there. So like there's different incarnations of what we like it to call as the, as the internet. The internet that you were using was just like programming. Right. And then what, uh, what I grew up using or got introduced to was when it was really software, when it was, you know, browsing the World Wide Web. What and we so think we're about talking today. about so the World Wide yeah. Web. Right. My, one he of wasn't the te- there yet. Well, yeah, one of the touchstones yeah. I remember is after I left UCLA, you know, some years, a few years later, I get married, I have children moving all around the country, not really using technology at home. And uh, it was when my oldest was in middle school. So it would probably be in the early 90s, probably 92, 93, right in there. And I went to a, we had these daytime uh, parent-teacher meetings at the middle school. And this, this was a very large school system, and this big middle school had a computer teacher. And he came to speak to this parent group, and he said there was this thing called, it was the, maybe you mentioned the World Wide Web, I'm calling it the Internet, the World Wide Web, <laughs> where the kids were going to be able to talk to other kids in Egypt. Yeah. And if any parents were interested come and see him because he would be happy to show us how this worked. Hmm. And I, I distinctly remember this, and I remember thinking, well, that's kind of interesting, but, you know, I have to go home and cook dinner. Right. You know, this was, <laughs> not, but again, not a top priority. Not a top priority. <laughs> yeah. But again, it was my first time I had ever heard of this. And again, if any of the parents had taken him up on his suggestion of seeing him or helping out in the classroom, again, it was the beginning of the way. This was before people were right. using uh, the Internet, as we call it today, it, in their personal lives as, as much as we do. This was, well, how many years ago was that? Right. 15, 17 <clears throat> years ago? So, again, that was another touchstone where I knew exactly where I was yeah. the first time I heard it. It was certainly been around for a while, but it hadn't become pervasive in our everyday Interesting. lives. Yeah. So now I'll go to my next touchstone yeah. that kind of goes with mm-hmm. that for you. Okay, so in 10th grade, I left data processing because it wasn't really for me, which is fine. And my dad said, well, don't worry because they're never going to put computers in our homes. <laughs> right. I'm not kidding you. Yep. He really believed that, that, you know, cable TV was coming and that was going to be enough for everybody nice. and that libraries were never going to change and they were going to be the great <laughs> institution they were. And if we wanted to know something, we should look it up oh, in yeah. the wonderful exci- right. encyclopedia. <laughs> <laughs> that he had so lovingly purchased for us. Right. So I remember growing up thinking that this was more a, a career choice for business. I never saw it as the personal in-home situation that we have with technology today. I never saw it that way. It was years before I ever right. kind of saw that transition happen. And what about for you, Brad? For what? For as far as learning that, boy, this was going to be something you were going to use every day in your real life. So it, you had it in school growing yeah, up. So, it's so, so I'm kind of at that. I'm in a weird generation where, like, I was actually talking to Lynn, the tech services librarian, before we came over today, and she said that her grandson was up and had no idea what a landline was. 
because of cell phones. And so I was kind of like when I was in high school, my first two years in high school, I wrote my papers on a typewriter. And right. the second two, I wrote it on, uh, I think it was like WordPerfect or something like that. So wow. we, had, we had a computer in my, in my house when I was finishing up high school. So it was there. Wow. I, like but that like, is so foreign yeah. to me. Yeah. You know, the concept of that is just so foreign to me. My mom eventually ended up working for digital. Oh. And she eventually ended up bringing home a monitor, which was a monster. Yeah. The thing was like 40 pounds or something. <laughs> and I huge. remember thinking, it's so hot. It's taking up so much room. Yeah. Do we really need this? Yeah. Charlotte, do you remember when you first got a computer to bring home for the kids? Uh, yes. It was, um, let's see, I was thinking about this. It was probably in the early 2000s. We had a word processor. And I'm going to say we got a computer maybe around the year 2000. And my oldest child graduated from high school in 2001, and he went off to school with, without a cell phone, and he never <laughs> owned a laptop. He used the, the university's, uh, or they called it the fishbowl. I think right. it's where the, just people would go and use the computers. So I think he went all through college without a laptop or a cell phone. Now, my daughter, who's three and a half years younger, had a cell phone in college, went off to college with a laptop. Wow. And Quick. my youngest, who's yeah. a couple years younger than she, graduated in 2006, of course had the whole ball, you know, everything. And so that's how quickly and you things know, changed. That's oh, what God, I was yes. kind of thinking about as we were talking, too, that the, it, I don't know what that law is, that the Internet expands exponentially by well, so much. quick. That's, what is that, <coughs> that law? That's Moore, Moore's law. Moore's law says the number of transistors you can fit on a chip, which is a CPU, doubles every year and a half or something like that. So, like, the more transistors, the more that the CPU can do. And that's actually... At the, the driving force of technology change because you can't increase technology if it can't do more. Right. So, but, yeah. but talking about cell phones, mm. I remember the first time I heard of a cell phone. Okay. I, we had lived in uh, Wakefield, uh, Massachusetts, for about 18 months and from 90 to 91. And then I flew back and came back for a visit with some neighbors, and one of the neighbors' husband was an electrical engineer. Oh. We were walking to get ice cream about 1992, and he said to me, he said, do you think you'd like to have your own phone that you could carry around with you? <laughs> and I said, you mean so they could call me instead of the house? And he says, yeah. <laughs> I said, I think I'd like that. Hmm. I was just walking to get ice cream. Yeah. I remember that conversation. That's great. And wow. 10 great. years later, it probably was in 2002 is when we probably, my daughter, you know, my daughter had a cell phone. We probably started getting cell phones about 10 years after that. Wow. I remember that conversation. Okay, so I remember it for a different reason. I was dating bef right before a cell phone started to come out. I still am now, but I remember the waiting at home for the boy to call problem. And for me, the best thing about a cell phone was I would I have five brothers and sisters. Yeah. The best thing for me was yeah. when they made call waiting. That was yeah. great. Oh, but right. then no one would pick up because everybody would just stay on the phone. So when I heard about cell phones, I was thrilled because I would be able to get my own phone calls, my own self, and I wouldn't have to sit in my house and wait for the phone to ring chained to the desk waiting for the boy to call. So that probably was, I would say, right around 2000, probably. Mm -hmm. And then I didn't get a smartphone until three years ago. Right. Yeah. It took me a long time because I was so nervous about the technology. I, I think that's, I think you just hit the nail on the head. Uh, when I think back on my life and the technology and whether you embrace it or not, there is this kind of, you know, the, this nervousness or fear or just change or having to learn something new. But if you don't do it, you're kind of left behind in a way. Yes. And so getting a smartphone was a huge leap. And I think I've had a smartphone five or six years. But it was a huge leap forward in how, in my private life and also the impact, just understanding at the library when patrons come in, what they're asking for. Right. 
Because um, you and I probably, all three of us, use more technology in our office realm. I use yes. it at home, too. But it took me a while to embrace the change in my personal life. Yes. I was still hanging on to that flip phone. Liked it, you know? And I was right. texting with the three oh, letters. Geez. It was taking me forever. <laughs> yes, the texting. But I everything. knew it, and it was small. I've talked to Brad a lot about the size of these phones. Yeah. It's really bugging me that they're so big. It's a comfort level. Yeah. Sure. But I think, too, I was afraid that I would break it somehow. I think <laughs> that's what I was worried about. And now I'm sort of trying to change my mind mindset to these things are supposed to be helpful for me I shouldn't be afraid of them they're supposed to be doing something for me so now I'm trying to reframe it in my mind as it should be fun not so scary and I found when I made the leap I had one smartphone but when I decided a couple of years ago to purchase one I'd never bought an a pad an iPad and I decided I'd buy the large phone uh, so it could sort of be an in-between device and I have found that since I've owned it I no longer use our laptop. I very rarely <laughs> use the laptop. Oh, it's, isn't that funny? it's my personal. Now I have my personal computer in my purse. I yeah. know exactly and what you mean. I talk on it some, but I use it as a computer a lot more. Yeah. Yep. Well, yeah. I was also yeah. against the idea of uh, touch technology. Yeah, I liked a mouse, a keyboard, and it took me forever. I said, it makes the screen so dirty. I have to clean it, it all the time. I didn't like the look of it. I'm like, this thing is so expensive and it looks filthy. But I got over it, yeah. and I think I had to, really. Yeah. I sometimes feel pushed, almost, by the osmos- osmosis of the world. Not anybody doing it to me. I just feel that. Do you feel that sometimes, Charlotte? That push to learn the next thing? Uh, yeah, and I the resistance to that, because I'm you get, it's tiring. Yes. <laughs> it can yes. be tiring. But once you... Once you d- it's, it doesn't take as much of an investment as you think it's going to. And once you do master it, it's so it's very freeing because it's it makes does make life easier. That's definitely true. I think also learning all the buzzwords too. We mm. did our second show was on yeah. vocabulary because sometimes I feel like I don't even speak the same language <laughs> as the technology gurus right. do. Right. So what devices have you found to be a challenge for you personally, Charlotte, to use? Well. I think the ones I've embraced, I've been fine with them. And so, for instance, you know, I have this smartphone. It's an iPhone. It's an iPhone 6. They're now on the iPhone. What are they on, Brad? Eight, they just came out Seven, with eight, the, nine. Yeah. I have no idea. No. <laughs> uh, and like I, I tell people, even with my car, it probably flies. I wouldn't know. It gets <laughs> right. me to point A to point B. And even with my cell phone, I, I use it for a number of things. I'm sure I could use it for a vast number of things that I may never may never use or may never take the time to learn. Um, but so I think probably the thing is just not 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 really going after or figuring out the full functioning of the devices yeah. I have. I think I have a word for that. I call it technology guilt. Because I, <laughs> I have that. I like that. Yeah, yeah I have that um, really badly. I have a young friend. She's about 26, and that's young to me. And she <laughs> knows my phone better than I know it. So a lot of times if I need something, I look frustrated. She'll look over, and she'll say, well, what, what are you trying to do? And she'll do it. She's, Your phone can do that. It knows how to do that. So I sometimes have guilt because I haven't gone to the classes or taken the extra time to learn all the bells and whistles. And when I go to buy something new, they always want to tell me the plethora of amazing features it has. And I always just have my little list of things I needed to do. Here are the five things I know how to do. Here are the five things I needed to do. But there is, you know? there was a book written um, maybe four or five years ago called, I think it was just called Simplicity. Mm. And there is something about having a life that's not overly complicated. Right. And I think if you're going through life and you're getting things done in a reasonable amount of time and you're comfortable with it, I think a lot of folks don't want to be pushed to master a lot more and to complicate their lives with right. 
things they don't feel they need. So and there's a balance, I guess. Yes, and for every force, and there's an equal and opposite, right? <laughs> so, you know, for every piece of technology we learn, we all know that there's less of a connected sense between human beings. They thought the computer and the Internet would help us to be more connected, and in some ways it does. But I would say that's the one thing I've sort of I've resisted. I did set up a Twitter account probably 10 years ago. I couldn't even tell you what my <laughs> username and password is. Right. I went to a class uh, from the library to um, learn about Twitter. And I understand its power. Um, also, Facebook, I've had an account for a while, but I don't, it's sort of, uh, it's there. Right. It's like an untended garden. Right. I have a picture right. from 10 years. I just don't really use it. I'm just not drawn to it. And I think partly from what you said, I, I like to pick up, I still like to pick up the phone and, and talk to folks. And it's just my preference. I think probably in some ways I'm a more private person. And I'm just probably, that's not something I'm going to really ever fully embrace as a, I just probably won't. Me. And we will just still love you anyway. <laughs> Amen. You know, because that's part of, I guess, what you need to realize, yeah. too. Sometimes I feel um, so antiquated. Really, I do, when I'm talking to people that know more about technology than I do. Brad, when you have folks come in, do they ever have a sense they sort of feel kind of embarrassed that they're coming, that they don't Constantly. know? Constantly. I mean, they, yeah. they think they should know it, and I always tell them, why? Why? Why, sh why do you think you should? And, and I think there's a fine line between using all of the features of, of a device and needing to use it. Right. So you need, you need to, sometimes it's going to make your life easier, so you do need to learn how to use it. Um, but sometimes it's just an added, added toy right. that if it's, it's not worth learning. So don't. Use technology. Make it work for you. Don't use it because it can do it. I kind of think about when I got rear defrost in my car for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> never nice. had it before. Yeah. Now that I have it, I will never not yeah. get a car that doesn't have that. Again, same thing with AC. Never uh. had AC in my cars. Now that I have it, I can't live without it. And I think we grow dependent yeah. on technology. Charlotte, what do you think about that? I think uh, there's a lot of truth to that. If I, I, And I know this is true with me now. It's funny to say this, but I think if I left home without my cell phone and it was 10 miles away, I might think about turning around and going <laughs> home and getting it. Right. Uh, yeah. Just because I feel like, uh, I, I don't know what. I never. I didn't grow up with one. Right. My mother didn't know where we were for hours at a time. And that was okay. It was okay. <laughs> Went away right? to college. I'd call her on Sundays. Collect. Yeah. You know. Uh, but now I feel like if I'm, you know, without that phone, I know the world's going to fall apart. It's, funny. it's become a and a, like a, a bit of a security blanket and of some sort. It's a physical feeling. It's a of physical angst, feeling. Yes. Like when you lose the car keys, yes. but even worse because your whole life is stored in there. <laughs> Something. I don't yeah. know what it is. It's, it's become probably, a psychological. I was just going to say they're going to have a <laughs> There's got to be a word for that. A new disorder is, is going to be coming out for that yes. now. It's going to be, you know, yes. technology issues and you're going to have to take some medicine for that. So Brad, what about you as far as moving forward in technology? You're on the cutting edge. So what is coming up next that's really going to move and shake the world? What's so I, I don't know. They want things to shake the world, whether they will or not. So the new, the latest iPhone uh, got rid of the the home button. So there's no physical button anymore. And in doing so, they don't. You don't no longer have the option to have a fingerprint reader. And oh. what they have now is facial recognition software. Oh my goodness! And so there's a huge issue with that uh, because of privacy. <laughs> so what the, the biggest concern now is like the, in order to get to your phone, the cops just need to put the phone in front of your face, and it'll unlock it. And so they don't know how to do that. And it's not always accurate. It says it has problems with young kids 
because their face, their facial features sure. aren't fully developed, and twins, identical twins, have oh, issues. Oh, I never thought of that. Uh, hmm. So there's there's that issue. So that that's why right. I like I kind of like that because I'm a I'm a huge fan of biometrics. Like the fingerprint reader is the most common one where you don't need a password. It's physically it's something physical in order to allow you to lock things. Mm. But this change, and with Apple, it doesn't always work. Their changes mm. don't always work. But that's the biggest thing that I've seen because they're coming out with the Apple X this year because it's the 10th year of the first uh, iPhone. I'm sorry, the iPhone X. Because wow. it's 10 years of the first iPhone. Mm. And so that's one of the one of the changes that, that I, Apple is doing. On the other hand, Samsung, it was funny that you mentioned that you um, were hesitant to get a touchscreen. Mm-hmm. What Samsung's new phone, I can't remember which phone it is, but it comes with a stylus now. And so, yeah, basically, that's just one more thing I want to lose, though. Right, right. <laughs> really, that's why. So it's funny how things change, but it's not a, it's not a constantly forward-moving progression. Sometimes you, you circle back around, and old technologies become new again. And they just call it something else, right? Yes, like, yeah. like roller skates and roller right. plates, right? right? <laughs> Same technology, just right. newfangled packaging. Yeah. I don't know how much more technology I can take, to be honest with you. I sometimes (laughs) feel like just as I've learned to master something to a degree where I feel comfortable, something new pops up. You feel like that, Charlotte? Absolutely. (laughs) It does pop up. Yeah. Uh, And the one warning I'd have for people is don't start playing games. (laughs) I start playing words with friends. It's very addictive. So it used to be when I was younger, I would write letters, right? Right. You'd write the Mm old-fashioned letters. You'd put a stamp and mail it. Then it went to, of course, email, writing emails back and forth. And then... Texting, right? To an extent, got shorter. Everything got shorter. I know. And then when I started playing words with friends with my close friends, all we do is play words with friends. Sure. We don't. You don't <laughs> even go out. Because it feels like we're in contact every just morning. Or stay home. Just uh, don't yep, have to get don't dressed. Even, don't even have to. Well, you don't even have to write a letter anymore. And just play if, words if with friends. Lucky you. You don't have a facial recognition form, so you don't <laughs> even right. have to brush your hair to that's do right. it. That's right. No, you just sit there wow. and play games all day. So wow. be careful. Yes. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that is good advice. I do think we are working to bridge the gap, though. The only thing I'm concerned with is in schools. I know there's a lot of problems with inner city schools not having the technology available to them. How is Wilmington doing technology-wise from both of you, do you think? How are we doing? The schools have uh, the Google Apps suite, so like everything's connected. They can get to like their assignments and their syllabus online. I, I don't know if they have like iPads or whatnot in the classes, but the schools are definitely embracing the technology and, and, and using it. Um, and okay. we have the, the, the library. We still have a lot of students come in to use our computers or our Wi-Fi, mm-hmm. stuff like that. So it's between the schools and, and the library, I think that Wilmington's doing a really good job at, at, at uh, bridging it. Excellent. And also, uh, you know, Brad does drop-in tech help on Wednesdays from mm-hmm. 2 to 3, and he also has tech appointments that you can call and uh, set up a, a time with Brad. And I would say most of the folks that come in are a little older, right, yeah. would you say, Brad? So, yeah. I, but I would say that it. That fact that they're coming in, right. they're using it. They have devices. They want to learn to use mm-hmm. them. Right. So we do see kind of a steady stream of folks yeah. coming in and right. getting help. So And I do think some of the younger kids, and all you kids listening can <laughs> yell at me, I think they do get frustrated with us older folks sometimes. You know, give us a minute to learn it, and, and I want to learn what you know. I don't want you to just push the button and do it for me. I want right. to be part of the conversation. I think that's something that maybe younger people do need to realize, that we older folks do want to be part of the conversation. We do want to be part of technology. It just takes us a little longer to get there. That's all, yeah. right? That's right. Get a big amen all around for that. <laughs> Anything final? Charlotte, thank you so much for coming and oh, giving us your touchstones. That was yeah, cool. it's been a lot I of like fun. I like that. Brad, anything you want to add before we go? I know you're going to do your food for thought for the folks in a minute. Yeah, I, don't, I, th- I just want to, th- I think that everybody has like 
really good um, mentality about you know wanting to learn. I think right. that's the most important thing because, like you said earlier, everything's changing so quickly. So right. it's not about learning step by step instructions. It's learning about how to change the way you think about how to solve a problem, right. and that's what's going to be useful. Yeah, I will say in the olden days, <laughs> you know, we only had one type of phone, really. Sure. You had a phone on the desk and a phone on the wall. Now, I think there's some acceptance because everybody has a different style. Everyone uses a different plan. Everybody does things differently. So that's kind of good. There's not as much shaming, I think, yeah, right. you know, good, that good. could be. Charlotte? Right. I, I think just my kind of final words with uh, bridging the digital divide is, you know, thinking back over my life and definitely being able to think where I was when technologies that were very significant were happening. And at the time, I didn't really recognize how significant they were. And right. going forward, it, it, someone young today is going to have my same story at, my, at their age, right. you know, at my age that they will be in you know, whatever, right, 50 right. years or whatever it is. Right. So it's, I would say, just keep your eyes open, be open, embrace things. If somebody says you can come and learn about this new technology, take them up on it. Right. Because uh, it's... Um, you know, you never know. And take those moments where you go, hmm, and say, hmm. wait a minute. Yeah. Well, maybe I should reconsider that. Right. Give it a second right. thought. Brad, let's tell them the food for thought for today. And now it's time for your technology tidbit. Food for thought. So this is one of my favorite quotes on technology. It's from uh, Douglas Adams, the author of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. And it actually speaks to what we've kind of been talking about here. So he says, I've come up with a set of rules that describe our reactions to technology. Number one. Anything that is in the world when you're born is normal and ordinary and is just a natural part of the way the world works. Number two, anything that's invented between when you're 15 and 35 is new and exciting and revolutionary, and you can probably get a career in it. Number three, anything invented after you're 35 is against the natural order of things. <laughs> well, that, we didn't even need to do the podcast. <laughs> right, there you go. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you so much, Charlotte Wood from the Wilmington Public Library. She's the assistant director there for taking time out of your busy universe to come and visit with us. Thank you, Lisa. And Brad, you know I love having you here. Uh, you know, stay tuned for more podcasts. We're going to do some cool stuff. Tell the folks what we're going to cover in the next couple of ones. we get some great ideas. So we got a pretty good, pretty full slate. I can't, oh, so what we're going to do, we're going to do memes and GIFs, and we're going to do some social media stuff, um, and then smartphones again? Yeah, I think some we're going to talk about some smartphones, yeah. since error messages probably, too, talk yes. a little bit about error messages and yes. what they mean. So we are even moving forward in our di bridging the digital yeah. side. We started with what the internet is, and right. now look where we are. we got Charlotte Wood in here. <laughs> Boy, we have just joined the planet. All right, you guys, thanks so much for listening and being with us. And as always, we love you to send us comments. You can reach me at lkapala at wctv.org. Uh, that's where you can also um, send us ideas for shows. And Brad, how can they get a hold of you? So on the library webpage, it's uh, org slash BDD. That is going to give you a contact page so you can give us feedback, suggest topics, and you can always email me at uh, bmckenna at org. All right. Thanks so much, everybody. This does it for this episode of Bridging the Digital Divide, and we'll be with you again very soon. Okay.